Welcome into Coin Husker Connections Husker Hangover. I'm Brandon Shanahan, just like we do every day after a Husker game. We're live. We're talking about the game. We do this every, um, typically every Sunday on Twitter. And then it's also available on YouTube, Spotify, and all the other platforms the next day. But um, always like to get on and just rant for a little bit. And that's exactly what we're here to do. Happy rant this time. A little bit more upbeat than, uh, than we were a week ago. Um, and I'm taking a victory lap here. I was right. I I had a good I had a good week figuring out what Nebraska was gonna do. Um I told I said Nebraska was gonna kick the shit out of Illinois and they did. Granted that the score wasn't very indicative of that, but overall, I mean I think that Nebraska came out and did exactly what they needed to do after that embarrassing loss to Michigan. I said that they looked and the press conferences. Now, granted, those are words. This is action. But so this team looks mean. They look dialed in. They look focused. These are the games that they're not going to like get away from them anymore. You know, in the previous regime, it, it kind of feels like they couldn't help themselves but to blow a game like this. And don't get me wrong, this team had opportunities to to blow it. But, you know, it never felt like the, the, the walls were caving in, per se. There's a lot of mistakes and a lot of things that, you know, I wish that they would clean up. You know, is Anthony Grant actually Melvin Gordon? I don't know. Um, Henrik Harburg had a bad interception. I, I shit on Jeff Sims for his bad interceptions. That one against uh, Illinois last night, that was bad, too. I mean, you can't have that. Um, but, yeah, like it's don't get it twisted. Nebraska, I, I call that nasty kicking. At this stage in the game, it's an ass kicking. I wish the score was a little bit more indicative of that. Be a little bit more um, pronounced by it, but nonetheless, um, I was right about Henry Carberg. I thought he looked very competent last night, and that's. Let me say this before anybody gets any twisted ideas about how I feel about Henry Carberg. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. I do think that he is competent, and especially in the Big Ten West, I think he fits in pretty well. As far as those guys, in fact, he might not even, he might be the second best Big Ten West quarterback. I, I haven't seen too much of Graham Harrell, but I haven't seen much of, uh, of what Purdue has to offer. But Henrik Harburg is definitely better than uh, the guy that they played last night, Altmeyer. I, you know, he's definitely better than Iowa's backup quarterback now with Cade McNamara going down for the season, unfortunately. So, I mean, he's definitely not at the bottom of the barrel in the division, which after the first two games, I would have taken, you know, um, and Tyler and I get into arguments about it. I think he looks at his ceiling, sees that is very low and is upset about it. Sees Jeff Sims sitting over there on the bench with the higher ceiling. I see his floor that is higher than Jeff Sims floor. And I'm like, sign me up for that. And that's exactly why last night, you know, he wasn't great. He wasn't very, when things weren't going well and they needed him to kind of create something and to kind of regain that momentum, he couldn't do it. You know, um, I think if there's ever a situation where he needs to like uh, engineer a comeback, I I don't know if he's the guy for that. I don't know if he's very good at that. But with how this team kind of played last night, that's exactly what Nebraska needs in a quarterback. I think looking at the schedule, um, you're going to be playing a lot more teams closer to Illinois than you are Michigan. And while I I love the upside of Jeff Sims. You gotta you gotta go with the guy who can make the routine play, even if it's a little bit delayed, or even if he you know keeps the ball, hangs on to it, as opposed to pitching it out to the open pitch man. I think you gotta take it. I think you gotta take it. Now, um, 
now you're going into a bye week. This is the time to reevaluate it, I think. I think either one of two things leads to Jeff Sims getting back on the field. One, you reevaluate everything going into this bye week. Jeff Sims is 100% healthy. Make no mistake about it. If he can't be dynamic with his legs, I, he can't be on the field. I'm sorry. Um, so another full week to, to, to get healthy there for, for Jeff Sims. Or if it does get into a spot where, and I don't think this coaching staff would do this. I think it's very clear that they go into these games with a, he's our guy no matter what philosophy. So I don't think this would happen. But the only other scenario where I'd like to see Jeff Sims is if it is a game where you do need, you know, that sparks, you know, something to kind of get, get the team going. You need to engineer a comeback. You need to jumpstart this uh, typically flaccid offense. Um, I think that that's a situation where you can get in, you can squeeze Jeff Sims in there. But other than that, I'm very happy with Henry Carberg. You know, like I mentioned, that interception's unacceptable. You can't do that. Um, but overall, I thought he did, did fine. I had a couple other. Here's the thing with Jeff Sim or with Henry Carberg that I don't understand. I don't think I've seen him throw from the same arm angle two times in a row. And like I get, I love the fact that we have a quarterback who can kind of you know change his arm angles and, and be more creative, getting the ball out that way. But you don't need to do that every play. You're six foot five, it just over the top's just just fine. And it seemed like there were some plays where I don't know, maybe he's more comfortable throwing like that. I'm not a fan of that at all. But um, still not very accurate. It is what it is. Um, but I thought he was a great runner again. Um, so I'm happy with Henry Carberg. Um, I've already gotten text messages from, you know, the Jeff Sims camp. Um, complaining about how bad Harburg was. I think you, I, I, I think you, and also here's the thing that I, I think is getting lost in, in translation here. I'm looking at it from like a macro level. I'm looking at it like is who gives us a better chance to be a better quarterback than Altmaier or, you know, whoever the Minnesota quarterback was, or I was backup. But when you do take a step back and you think, well, I want the best quarterback out there. Jeff Sims is a better quarterback. I don't have any issue with that. And, and like, let me preface, I, I feel like I've been cornered into this um, Heinrich Harburg propaganda corner. I don't think he's very good. But I haven't seen him beat. We got, what, four games now? The two non-conference, yeah, four games now. I haven't seen him be disastrous. I in two games, I saw Jeff Sims be very disastrous. I saw Jeff Sims fold in on himself against Colorado. You know, I've seen Jeff Sims play really bad football, and now he can't even you know hold up the okay. Well, Henry Harburg played Northern Illinois, La Tech. You know, Jeff Sims played Minnesota and, and Colorado on the road, and now the on Jeff Sims got a bad draw. You know. There's no doubt about it, and I don't want to demean him from that. But also, I'm looking at these last two weeks, and I thought I, I thought Andrew Carberg's been been fine. Um, but nonetheless, I think the big takeaway is that this game reveals to me that the Matt Rule culture is working because they didn't they didn't play very well. They scored three points in the second half, you know. But there's not a doubt in my mind that under the previous regime and, and you know previous cultures at Nebraska, they would have found a way to lose that game. That's how it happens, is that they come out, they look like the, the, the better football team. 
and then a couple of things go there, go against them. A couple of things go the wrong way, and all of a sudden everything implodes. The defense isn't as dialed in. Um, special teams gives up a, a dumb, a dumb play. Um, but establishing a winning culture—that's what winning teams do. They win ugly. Sometimes you got to win ugly. Sometimes it's the Big Ten. You know, we we joke about the Big Ten West, but that's how you win in the Big Ten is you got to find a way to win ugly. Nebraska's had opportunities to win ugly in the past. Win ugly against Michigan. Win ugly against Ohio State. Win ugly against Oklahoma. Win ugly against Michigan State. Win ugly against Iowa. But they couldn't do it because of the losing culture. This feels like an example of, yeah, the culture's sinking in. The, these guys are figuring out how to win. Because they're figuring out that you don't need it doesn't need to be perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Northern Illinois felt kind of like a, a perfect game. Not like perfect as in like nothing went wrong, but in the sense that like you never really felt like that game was in danger. There was a couple of times Friday things felt like they could have been in danger and in previous seasons would have been in danger. So overall, very happy with that. And and just a, a couple of little things. And I don't know, maybe this is just like the, the recency of it and why I'm not able to recall this from previous re- regimes and, and i'm sure it's it, it's happened but man after that henrik harbour touchdown run jeff sims looked so excited for him he was so juiced he was so happy came up congratulated henrik on the great play and was just so juiced and animated and you know as much flack as i give jeff sims for throwing the ball to the other team man is does he seem like a good a great fit and granted you know you look at some of the other transfer quarterbacks out there Think about who could be helping Nebraska on the field a little bit more, but you look at him and you think, you know, maybe I I won't go out and say that he was the wrong guy by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's been fantastic. I, it's just that moment, and I, we've seen this a couple of times, but it's so easy, especially at the quarterback position, especially somebody who's played so much quarterback and has started so many games at Georgia Tech, and then you kind of the. Uh, undoubtedly QB one coming into this season. That's not an easy thing to, to kind of step back and watch your, your backup per se, or somebody else kind of step in and, and, you know, have success like that. I think that that's really telling of what the coaches saw in, in Jeff Sims. They called him a triple threat with his arms, his legs, and, you know, up here. And I think that that's a great example of that. Um, also after Emmett Johnson, I think after his fumble, Henrik Harbour to him. It looked like they were having a long, lengthy conversation on the side, all encouraging, all we're gonna we're gonna get through this. We're not gonna let this uh, this change the game. They didn't let that change the game, but it just seems like everybody's being held accountable, but also, you know, being encouraged throughout this the the season in a way that's really telling. I, I think of the kind of men that the Matt Rule once in his program. Like I said, if in the past it feels like when Nebraska wins games like this and beats teams like Illinois, it's because they played a pretty close to perfect game. And this certainly wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, three points in the in the in the second half. That defense is good. I mean I know that Michigan kind of toyed with them last week, but again, you're not going to play Michigan every week. Michigan's playing a different sport than Nebraska is right now. And I, I don't have any issue saying that. And even when talking about their defense from last week, 
They didn't give up any cr- early on. They didn't give up any crazy big plays. They didn't have any broken coverages that, you know, Edwards and um, Edwards and whoever, and Corum didn't break 10 tackles or, you know, catch guys who were not in, in assignments and so on and so forth. And just didn't, oh, oh, there wasn't any of that, right? Like it, it, they were all in the right place doing what they were supposed to do. Michigan was just better. It is what it is. But last night, you know, it felt like, you know, okay, well, now that we're on the field with somebody playing the same sport as us, we're still very good. Very happy with that. I'm very happy that they got some sacks. We didn't see that in a couple of weeks. Very happy that they were drawing turnovers. That's something that we haven't seen much of. But you're not going to have your best stuff every week, especially on a short week. Got to travel to Illinois. Friday night game. You're sitting around all day waiting for, for kickoff. I mean, you got to be very happy with that game. I'll uh, I'll I'll start to wrap up here um, and kind of hit on um, one thing I was wrong about, and I and I I feel kind of bad about this because I've been kind of shitty about it. The kicking situation's fine. Um, I even quote tweeted a tweet from Adam Character earlier this week. I think it was even Friday morning, where he predicted like a twenty-four to to ten game or, or something that involved the field goal. I'm like, that feels about right. However, that means that Nebraska's got to make a field goal, and frankly, it's more likely that they score six touchdowns and um, and miss all the extra points than it is for them to make a field goal to get to 24. That wasn't fair. Just now, Vano was great last night. He had the one miss. Uh, you can chalk that up to wind, or you can chalk that up to the laces. Um, he, yeah, he, he just got to figure it out. I'm not worried about that. I, I I've made jokes that Nebraska doesn't have a kicker. That's not true. And I'll walk that back happily. Um, I also think a uh, an onside recovery, even though it was probably accidental and more due to the win than anything, that makes up for the missed field goal. And I'll, yeah, I, that that's a win for me. That's all I need. See, as long as he can do that, we'll be in good shape. Nebraska's got a kicker. We're back, baby. Um, but like I said, Henrik Harburg, he... I, I guess I have to qualify anything good I say about Henrik Harburg now. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. But I also think he might not be he might be, you know, one of the better quarterbacks in the Big Ten West. Who knows? Um I I'm a big fan of the fact that well, now they're two and one with him. They've won a conference game with him, they've won their conference non-conference games without them. Um, granted, you kind of run into a buzzsaw in Michigan, but nonetheless, uh I think he should be the guy, and indefinitely. If you are adamant about making a change, this is when you do it. And into the bye week, hopefully Jeff Sims is healthy as a peach. He's got to be. Um, I think he's he's got to be a hundred percent healthy. He's got to be able to to compete use his legs if he's gonna if this scenario does happen um i also think looking at the schedule northwestern should be a game we could absolutely win with, with henrik harburg maryland may may not be they, they look pretty good they should be a ranked football team we'll, we'll see how they fare against columbus here in a little bit but wisconsin's worse than, than we thought they were 
Michigan State's tough on the road, but they're a lot worse than we thought they were. Iowa now without their starting quarterback, Cade McNamara, unfortunately, that one is very up for grabs. Um, Will Compton threw this out there kind of in hyperbole, but also not too far off from the truth. Nebraska could still compete in the Big Ten West. You got to win a, you got to win a couple of games that you're not supposed to like Wisconsin or, or Michigan State or Maryland. I say you got to win considering we already have a loss to Minnesota. I think you got to win two of those three. However you do it uh, against Wisconsin preferably so you can get that head to head if need be. Actually, yeah, you got to win Wisconsin and then one of those Big 10 East East games and then obviously Northwestern, obviously Iowa. But overall, I, th- I think that's where we're at. I'm pretty happy with, with how things have been. Um, I'm happy with last night. Big win. Defense looked fantastic. I think that's more of what we're going to see compared to what we saw last week from the defense. So I'm very happy about that. Um, Northwestern coming up after the bye week. Outstanding stuff. And a quick plug here on the Coins Connection Network. We got college football content coming out every single day. Typically not on Saturdays. I guess, uh, other than social media, but we got a show coming out on Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. Also some, also some videos coming out throughout the week. Good guests coming up here. Follow along on social media, like subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, like I said, every day after Husker games, we come live on Twitter. So make sure to, to join that also available on YouTube the next day, but College football content every single day. Who can get enough of that? We got you covered here on the Cornhusker Connection Network. We'll be back. We'll be back Monday or so. I'll also do a live show tomorrow after all of college football is wrapped up. Do uh, my better, worse, same segment. Talk about how bad Mississippi State is, of course. Um, and we'll get after it. Go Big Red.